Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Beck. And this is DVD Clutter. Hello and welcome to DVD Clutter, where we are one by one going through our old DVD collections, watching our old DVDs and deciding whether or not they are worth keeping in this time of decluttering, mm. de-stressing... I don't know what else goes along with I've already that. had such a great decluttering weekend. Have I you went really? through my summer wardrobe last Ooh, night. Oh, you were literally doing spring cleaning. Yeah. That, you, oh. Like 100% <laughs> just put two and two together. Um, That's why they call it that. But, you know, you do it once a year. Yeah, and, it's springtime. Because, yeah, this was the year that I actually kept tabs of the things that I said, if I don't wear it this year, Oh, did you I'm really? Gonna, yeah. How did you keep tabs? Did you uh, write it down? Did you put it in a different section of your wardrobe? No, I did th- I did it communally with my wife. Oh, so she, so she remembered. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said, I kept tabs, that yes. was a big lie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, I'm in the mood for decluttering, so why not record an episode of DVD Clutter? Oh, I hope that doesn't cloud your decision, though, because... Maybe right. maybe this film is actually worth keeping. For those of you who haven't listened before, what we do is we watch a DVD from our collection, we discuss it, we debate its merits, and then at the end we decide whether it is a keeper, goes to the op shop, or gets <laughs> shot up with a bunch of illegally owned automatic rifles sure. until it explodes. Yeah. 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 In a fiery mm. petrol field. Which I can't wait to... Oh, we'll Bomb talk side. about that scene a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> uh, but we are talking about... The, we're talking about The Fast and the Furious. Yes, The Fast and the Furious, as the opposed original. to Too Fast, Too Furious, or Fast and Furious, or, or Fast 6, or Furious 7, <laughs> for or 8 of the Furious. Drift. Yeah. There's apparently even like a, a, a mini... Like a short film as well that like bridges the gap between yeah. the Fast and the Furious one and then the Fast and the Furious four or something. I was trying to read the chronology and I was getting really confused. There's a lot going on. So this is your film, Paul. Yes, Fast the, and the Furious. The OG. It is my film. I mean, your your film. You made it. You wrote yeah. it. Directed it. Starred yes. in it. Paul Walters. Paul Walker. <laughs> oh my god. Do 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 do. Yes, it is my film, and it's one of the earlier DVDs I ever had. Is it really? Yeah, okay. and in fact, um, so I'm pretty excited to be- hear the story. <laughs> Before Beck um, came to me and asked if I wanted to do a podcast, I was thinking about getting my film blog going again, oh, where I was going to do this concept this scenario, oh, but cool in a film blog, yeah, which would have been a lot less fun, yeah. And this was the one that I teed up to do first, n- numero uno. Oh, yeah, cool. And here we are, episode twenty-two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doing but it instead. It is our first November one. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> so why not? <laughs> Post our October spook spectacular yeah. Halloween themed episodes. People so. can pull their hands out from under the covers now. Exactly. No more spooky no DVD more there's, there's some elements of fright in this, but mm. more adrenaline fueled tension. Yes. Mm. I think, are we starting with me giving a rundown? Or oh, you... no, how it came into my life. Yeah, Sorry, first, yeah. that's first. Um, so, tell me everything. Yeah, okay. So, think uh, early days of DVD. Yeah. I'm thinking around 2003, 2004 the is when I bought it. The film came out in 2001? Yes. Yes. So, the history with this film and me is, I'm going to say, around year six, year seven. This and XXX or Triple X, oh, the film. Love that film. Were movies that we, as a group of boys loved but i can't even remember actually we'd put them on right mm. normally would hire them from this is before i bought it yeah 
we'd hire them from the um, blockbuster, blockbuster or whatever, Video and easy. you'd put them in on the TV. But then we'd just play computer games like while we're in front of them. As they were. Yeah. Oh. So, but we were always like, oh, I love Fast and Furious, but do you actually know what happened? I just, <laughs> it was later on in my life when I went to watch it, and I was like. I don't think I ever really actually paid attention to like, you know, there'd be bits that I know were sort of going on, Yeah. but the plot had escaped me because yeah. I'd been too busy playing The Sims or Age of Empires. Yeah. Um, you're, you're cool. I know, right? <laughs> and occasionally racing games, so I guess it tied in a little yeah, bit. But sure. God, it was mainly The Sims, really. Got I love The Sims. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, that, was, that was such a Kids good... Kids still play that. Yeah, yeah. as they should. Yeah. So that's funny because we talk about now, I talk with my students in media about how easy it is for kids these days in quotation marks to be distracted by their phones when they're watching a film, Mm -hmm. like how easy it is to not pay attention because they're talking to their friends on their phones or whatever. But fuck, you were doing that 15 years ago. (laughs) So uh, eventually, because like, you know, we kept hiring it. I remember, can you remember for a while, Maya, the store had a had a deal with Virgin Entertainment and Virgin would run the CD and DVD section in their store. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I completely forgot. They had that massive section down the bottom. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. So Ballarat, where I grew up, had a, has a Maya still. Right. And it had, yeah, a tiny little um, Virgin Entertainment section. Yeah. And I remember seeing this on sale. Yeah. And loving DVDs at the time, being totally enticed by this being the all-new tricked-out edition and sort of thinking, putting it all together in my head, $10 <laughs> to get me the movie that we always hire out anyway, plus, plus special features. all these special features. For those of you who don't understand, deal. the lingo tricked out is like cool for car <laughs> stuff. Which <laughs> I I, also, I, I'm just going to put it forward it now. Just, it just means it's like decked out, right? Yeah. But um, I've never really had any interest in cars <laughs> at all. Me yeah. neither. Oh, um, I do like I like going fast in the car. I, I'm even with that. I'm, really? Yeah. Have you ever been in a go kart? No, I hate go karting. Oh my god, we went go karting one time. It was so good. I hate it. I hate going fast. So yeah, I don't know cars and me, and I don't really know how they work until a few years ago when I watched the Magic School Bus episode. <laughs> 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 oh wow! Finally, someone's explained this to me in a way I get. To be fair, I don't think anyone in this movie knows how they work either. Oh, but they read like they act like they do. Oh, but in the special features, you find out they're oh, all actually pretty into like really? actually into cars. Okay, I take um, it back. But anyway, so anyway, I bought this film and then it sort of died out as a film that we sort of watched. And it wasn't until years later when I was living in a share house and you have all the time on your hands ever that you start to marathon film series and we marathoned Fast and the Furious films. Did you a lot? And again, I'd Wait. sort of tune in and out. Quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you have more of these? I don't, oh, no. Feel. We sort of came together as a collective and oh, everyone right. sort of had you bits had and pieces. One, you yeah. Had this one. yeah. Except for Tokyo Drift, which I remember the we hired out from the um, student library at Monash. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Very educational know, resource. <laughs> so anyway, that was when I think I'd watched it really for the first time for the plot and kind of went, ah, okay, there was sort of more going on here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, still sort of less. Still not that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of been its history in my life. Mm. Well, great. Good to hear. Mm. I guess I'll give a rundown of the plot yeah. now. So, yeah, I hadn't. I don't think I had watched this. I think I had thought that I'd watched this, but yep. I don't think I'd watched it. Because it's one of those movies that you just like hear about, you know about. It seems generic. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a car movie, whatever. It's in the zeitgeist enough that you kind of assume that everyone's... Yes, including you, you yourself. Have, you have it. a good knowledge of it. All right, so I'm going to give it a go. So, 
At the start of the movie, we're introduced to Brian O'Connor, who's played by Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. Just the bluest eyes a man can have. <laughs> He's a very good looking man. <laughs> He's a beautiful man. Yeah. Which is actually, we'll talk about this later, but honestly, the thing that kept me most entertained in this movie was looking at the people's faces mm. and bodies. So Yeah. Well, I think that's, that is definitely part <laughs> that's of it. one of the ideas. Yep. So we're introduced to Paul Walker. He's like in a, I don't know what you call this car. He's in a street racing car. He's in like some souped up car and he's like going around the track and he's like, oh, fuck, I need this, whatever. He needs anyway, NAS. He needs NAS. That's right. Um, so then he goes into his boss's, he works in this car shop and he's like, says to his boss, I need this hundred milligrams of NOS, which is I don't know what that is, but then you find out it's nitrogen oxide. Yeah. It's stuff you put into your engine to make your car go faster. Yeah, you press a button, you like it. What happens is you're racing, you're racing, the other person thinks they're winning, then you trick them and go... That's it. You press the button and then you go off yep. into the future. Distance, not future. No, that's a different film. <laughs> we'll do that eventually. That is a different film. Um, similarities, though. Mm. So Brian then also drives up to this sandwich shop and orders a sandwich from this beautiful woman mm-hmm. who they have like a bit of banter. It becomes clear that he's been coming there the last few weeks. Maybe he's interested in her. Ordering a tuna sandwich. Ordering a tuna sandwich. And she's like giving him sass, you know, the tuna was bad last week. The tuna was bad the week before. It's going to be bad today. Yep. That kind of thing. That's how love forms. And that was a terrible accent. Um, yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, eventually this other guy comes along and he's like, why are you hitting on this girl? Wants to punch him up. Yeah. He's like, had enough. Uses the F word. A lot. Yeah. Oh, just fucking men, man. Mm. Like, this is like the epitome of toxic masculinity. Oh, yeah. But we'll get to that later. Anyway, so then this mysterious man who's in the back, we only see the back of his head. Mm. Um, he's like too busy to be a part of this yep. petty fighting until eventually his sister, who's the girl who um, Brian slash Paul Walker is hitting on, comes out and breaks up the fight, tells Paul Walker to get Never out of here. Back. So that we introduced in that way we're introduced to Vin Diesel yeah, as Dom. Dom. Dom Toretto. Yeah. Yeah. That night, then Paul Walker's character, Brian, rocks up to a street racing because he's like, he wants to prove that he's like a big man. And he challenges um, Vin Diesel's character, Dom, to, he's like, I'll race for my pink slip. So essentially that's his car. It's the ownership of his car. He's going to win or hand over the ownership of his car. So, and he reckons he's going to win because he's got nuts. He doesn't win. (laughs) I almost had you. Which is, Which is one of those classic lines that really come into pop culture. Yes. <laughs> but also a bit awkward, that whole scene. I found. Oh, God, like, yeah. It's just, like, terrible. Yeah. But whatever. We'll put it out there. Any scene that involves dialogue is probably <laughs> yes. a bit beyond this film. It's so true. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so true. Um, and then... <laughs> So in that way, he kind of, he's like, I'll take the respect, you know, like mm. he, then he, anyway, they kind of form a bit of a friendship. Oh yeah. The thing that happens next, the police come, the cops, the cops come who obviously the bad is to break up this street racing and Paul Walker's character comes back and say, essentially saves Dom from being arrested. He yep. like pulls up as Dom's like being chased by the cops, Dom jumps in and they drive off together. And then, so he, Dom is really impressed by that and 
brings Paul Walker into the fold. I should call them by their names, Brian, into the fold. I don't know. I I'm, I'm like, just going to call them Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. Yeah, I think that these actors are so associated with these two characters that yes. they've sort of moved beyond being known as... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Which we can talk about later too. Okay. <laughs> yes. So that in that way, Paul Walker suddenly becomes part of this family part of, of racing, crew. street racing yeah. crew. And you can a, have any brew you want as long as it's a Corona. Yeah, no, what the fuck? <laughs> is that just a real clunky product placement? Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, also, how many different versions of Corona are there? No, the, the, the joke is that There's Corona nothing. is the only beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that joke. Yeah. Anyway, so they become friends, whatever, whatever, whatever. So on the side... Paul Walker's character is kind of hitting on Mia, who's Dom's sister, played by Jordana Brewster. And, like, Dom's okay with that. Mm. He's fine with that as long as he doesn't break her heart. Yeah. You know, they have that that scene in which he says, if you break her heart, I'll fucking kill you. He's like, I'm not going to break her heart, blah, 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 whatever. Typical fucking male ownership of women. Um, (laughs) Anyway, the other character that is around a lot is Vince, played Mm. by Matt Schultz, who is like Dom's best friend. And he is really macho, obviously just a bit cooked in the head, like Mm. very damaged ego, very fragile ego, totally threatened by Paul Walker, wants to, has wanted to... I'm threatened by those blue eyes. (laughs) In a different way, though, right? I don't know whether you want to you kiss would, him or hit him. Exactly. You would just quiver under <laughs> yeah, the game. Like, this guy just goes for the hit. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so Vince is, like, very threatened by the friendship that's blossoming between Vin Diesel's character and Paul Walker's character. So he's, like, obviously a bit, like, up in arms and hates Paul Walker. Mm. So there's that tension there. Then one day Paul Walker is, like, walking down the street, gets arrested by some cops. Yep. I was like, oh, fuck. Turns out he's a fucking cop. Yeah. I did not know that. You didn't know that? I did not know that. That's like the thing. I, I didn't. This movie. Honestly, yeah. okay. that was the part. That was when I realized I'd not seen this film before. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad that twist worked on you. It did work on me. Yeah. It was like, I was just watching it being like, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Mm. Twist. So it turns out he's a cop undercover. He's being ridden pretty hard by his boss, the FBI and the police force are working together to try and catch mm-hmm. this syndicate of um, truck pirates. Yeah, basically. What, you would, what do you call them? A group of cars that... Are Three Honda Civics. Yeah, that are stealing cargo from trucks. Yeah, they essentially... Mainly DVD players. Yeah, DVD players, <laughs> which was the first thing I wrote down. was yeah. like, these DVD players are so old. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the things that they're stealing for the trucks are so old which actually we need to cut back to the opening sequence because I completely forgot to talk about that in the very opening sequence we see a truckload of DVD players and old TVs I mean they were new at the time but mm. they look very old now 2001 state of the art technology TVs and DVD players being loaded onto a truck and then the truck is overtaken by these three cars yep. there's like the, this massive yeah. car chase scene these three cars like kind of surround the truck and then they it's pretty crazy. Like they jump up onto the truck, mm. attack the driver, knock the driver out and steal the truck. Yeah. And so, you know, this has been becoming a real problem so much so that the, you know, the police aren't doing much about it or so they're the trying, but they drivers are trying to take things into their own hands. So the hands, truck drivers are trying to take things into their own hands. They're looking by for these three Honda Civics that have got the green glow under underneath, that, car yeah. and that boom, boom system. You yeah. can heal real far. Boom, boom system. So yep. what's called. Oh, it's, no, it's, it, yeah. 
You know that song, Fever for the Flavor? No. I got the green glow under my car. I got the boom boom system you can hear real far. <laughs> Every time I see the green glow, I'm like, I think of that song. That is incredible. Fever for the Flavor, look it up. It's um, it's a classic. Can we just do a shoot-off bonus episode of you just singing that singing song? The, I think I know most of the words. There's some classics in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was just great. <laughs> but, yes, essentially those cars. Mm. Anyway, whatever. So the police aren't doing... Well, the police aren't having much luck. Paul Walker's undercover. He's trying to figure it out. He suddenly forms this very strong bond with um, Vin Diesel's character, though. And Mm. the police are like, it's him. He's the one. He's the head of it. And Paul Paul Walker's like, like, no, "No, probably the Asians. Yeah, probably the (laughs) Asians. I think it's the Asians. Because there's this other gang of street racers. Anyway, he's trying to... Paul Walker's character's trying to figure out who it is. Eventually, he finds out it is Dom... It all comes to a head when they decide Dom and his two sidekicks. So we've got his girlfriend, Letty, played by Michelle Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. She's one of the other drivers and Vince Vince. is one of the other drivers. Oh, and there's one other guy who watches out for the people, listens out for the police as well. Third guy. Fourth guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the dweeby computer nerd guy too. Yes, the wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he, he gets, he dies. Yeah. How much is that just glossed over? Yeah. I seem to remember that that was a pivotal moment in the film and then watching it this time, it's like, he's shot and then they... They just go. Yep. But I guess they're doing that. They're like, nah, I have no idea why they do that. Yeah, anyway. I guess he was shot so that they could show that Dom is like an emotional guy and that he's like, looks out for people younger than him. like a couple of seconds and they're off chasing down those motorbikes. Oh, anyway, yeah, I yeah. Don't know. that's how they deal with their emotions, though. Chase shoot motorbikes. something, yeah. Yep. Go drive something hard or chase something. So Paul Walker and Mia. Mia has no idea her brother's involved in this illegal scheme. No, she does, doesn't she? Does she? Because she's able to tell. No, she just gets the number. Oh yeah, and they trace. Yeah. She, she tells the police Sorry, her yeah. brother's mobile number. They trace it using state of the art phone tracking. Yeah. I don't think that's how it works. No, it's I not. Think you I have mean, to we've have all like listened. An active signal. We've all listened to serial. Exactly. We know that that stuff's <laughs> not. You know the towers <laughs> yeah. bouncing up, whatever. Like, it's not how it works. Yeah. But it's very uh, convenient. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they manage to get there. Paul Walker and Mia get there. Mia takes over the car. Things shit's going wrong with this particular heist because the truck drivers have all armed themselves. So he's got this sawn-off shotgun and he's just shooting the shit out of them as they try and like get onto the truck mm. so vince is really injured paul walker essentially puts himself his life at a big risk in order to try and save vince even though vince hates him so that's like a nice moment there for those two everyone survives that the truck goes off and lives to see another day yeah um, lives to deliver those dvd players exactly thank god <laughs> to, to people like us exactly yeah not anymore i still don't have a dvd player <laughs> Come on, Vin Diesel, bring me my DVD player. And then we have this moment in which Paul Walker's on the phone ordering a helicopter ambulance to come and get Vince to save him because he's been really badly injured and shot. He's on death's door and he says his police number. And he and Vin Diesel have very intense eye contact. Exactly. And it's a real like intense moment. But you can see the betrayal in his face and the worry and Mm. the fear. And it's actually quite a good scene. It, um, yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, and then then they have another moment in which Paul Walker decides to let Vin Diesel go. So he gives him the keys to his car, the only car that's still working. Yeah, one not one of the Honda Civics, so they know that it's not. Yeah. So they won't follow it. Um, and Paul 
stays with Dish. the others. With no, Vince no, is yeah, gone yeah, in the yeah, helicopter. Exactly. Paul stays with Mia and with I don't know. I guess Michelle Rodriguez goes with mm. um, Dom. So Michelle Rodriguez and Vin Diesel drive off into the distance. Yeah, saved. I don't know why Paul Walker did that. Oh, you know, you couldn't end the film there. No, you, you couldn't end the chase sequence. <laughs> Involving a train. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. There's that whole train thing. I forgot about yeah. that. So, yeah. That I kind of, to be honest with you, I vagued out towards the yeah. end. Is there anything you need to fill in for me? Well, well, that happens. Paul Walker then goes over to Dom's house to sort of like bro it out. Like, bro, 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 bro. But while they're broing it out, um, the other street gang come by and start shooting. Yeah. Um, dweeby nerd guy gets in the way. The wizard. Wizard gets shot down. So then Paul Walker and Dom go to chase down these two guys that did the shooting. Yeah. They get them, and then Paul Walker and Dom are in a cars, and they did one final street race that has to do with Dom's childhood. Yeah. And they're both yeah, yeah. racing, and there's a train coming, and they both jump over the tracks. Yeah. But then Dom's car flips. Yeah. And then Paul Walker's like, hey, I still owe you a car from earlier in the movie. Call back to that. Yeah. Take mine. Yeah. And then end of film. Yeah. After the credits roll, you see Dom's now in Mexico, That's which right. he always dreamed of. Yeah. And what's happened to Paul Walker, you don't know until Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> <laughs> However, there is a special feature on this DVD that is the bridge between the two. Yeah, that's the little movie yeah. that I was talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, the short film. Which I, which I did watch. And tries to explain it. Yeah. And? And it was hilarious. Oh, really? Because it was clearly shot on a shoestring budget. Oh. Paul Walker must have been filming something else because he doesn't look at all like... Paul Walker. Yeah, I had to rewind it and rewatch it because I'm like, do they get like a guy that looked like Paul Walker really? to play Paul Walker? But it's definitely him. Those blue eyes don't lie. Yeah, and it's basically him being hunted down because he. So he's a bad cop yeah, now. Yeah, and it's his, him on the run and he keeps on being like, where do I go? Where do I go? And he ends up going to Miami. Ah. Oh. Too Fast, Too Furious. Right. Or as it says at the end of that, to be continued with a two. Oh, yeah, with the letter two. No, anyway, no, that's the plot. Not the yeah. letter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that big car chase scene with the. Trucks is not the end of the movie. No. He goes back afterwards and the guy gets shot after that. Yeah. Oh, I had that really mixed up in my mind. Oh, me too. I, I honestly, it was the other way around. watching it this time again, I was like, oh, wow, this is Is that a bit the what happens? Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it sort of just ends with him giving Dom the car and I was like, oh. Yeah. I thought there was some sort of, but yeah. Essentially, all you need to know is it's about racing, crime, mm. an undercover cop who has conflicted interests yeah. because he's become best friends with who the person he's meant to be pursuing. If you've seen the film Point Break, swap out every surfboard for a racing car, and it is the exact same film. Michelle Rodriguez is in both. Yeah, um, that's it. Keanu Reeves, Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Yeah. Patrick Swayze, Vin Diesel. <laughs> I mean, they're both bulky. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, yeah, the end. So what did you think this time? Oh, it, this is a really weird relationship because I watched it a lot as sort of as a kid, like 12, 13 mm. years old. Then it kind of dropped off my radar and I skipped a few Fast and Furiouses. And I think I remember seeing like five and six at the cinema and they're a hell of a lot of fun. They're yeah. just like giant heist movies that yeah. are like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so when I came back to this one, I remember thinking, man, this is boring compared yeah. to where these went. Yeah. Like this is in its attempt to sort of, I guess, stay as real cinema. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. really let itself down. Yeah. So, yeah, coming in into this time, I was expecting it to be a bit more boring. Yeah. And I was less bored than I thought I'd be. Okay, that's um, good. Expectations play a lot. That's a, exactly a big it. role in how we perceive a film. I knew a lot of the twists coming, but sort of had forgotten, as 
we've realised now we're kind of both forgetting again how the end sort of plays out. So yeah. that was a bit exciting to yeah. see how that go. And there's a couple of great, like, the bits where you see the camera go through the engine of the car, yeah. which is, you know, like sort of a cliche now to the Fast and Furious yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, this the is... original, yeah. yeah. The original. Yeah. Yeah, seeing them talk about these, I guess, sort of themes that they try and, like, a family and mm-hmm. um, community, community and crime and mm. stuff that they really try and emphasize in those later films seeing where they sort of like pluck them out from this one and be like it's been there all along guys <laughs> you know right so they i haven't seen the other films so they get more action heavy less get, story driven and more crime and sort more of crime. it's less i guess it sort of moves away from the street racing more into the heists oh, sort of stuff okay and they get just more ridiculous right i'm, I'm there for that yeah yeah they, well that's just it and yeah. i think this one Didn't held back on that. Yeah. It needed. It needed more. It needed to be bolder. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. They tried to keep it um, real and yeah. So look. But I mean, it must have been successful because it spawned oh, yeah. a whole very massive franchise. But you know, it was back in a day where you could be more successful. You don't need to go to the extents to be successful yes. anymore. Yes. You know. Yeah. The cinematic experience was was different yes also i think sort of car culture was very big at the time yep. the need for speed games i think played a lot yep. into yeah into these yeah i feel like when i the opening sequence got my heart racing oh wow yeah i really enjoyed that opening sequence where yeah. they were like chasing after because the two the three there's three of these honda civics and they're like mm. really low to the ground they're going so fast they've got the blue glow or the green glow whatever it is yeah and then there's this massive truck just like belting down this highway and at one point, one of the cars drives under the truck and it's like sitting underneath the truck, driving at the same speed of the truck, but underneath, yep. in between the truck's wheels. I was like, oh, shit. That's just it. And I think that they, re- cool. they realized that that's what they got going for them. Yes. And the later films are that, but to the nth degree. Well, good, like, you know, yeah. good. Yeah. I would actually watch that because this yeah. was like, that was like, yes. That first sequence was so, um, that was really engaging and, and really like, you know, had my heart palpitating and was like, mm. you know, energizing. And then it was like, uh, from there it went a bit downhill Yeah, for me. I did like the twist of him being a cop because I just didn't realize that didn't that was a thing. Coming, yeah. Totally didn't realize. I was just no, like, oh, it's just about street racing and they're all like macho men trying to beat each other out because they've got, you know, fragile egos and want to prove to each other how yeah. masculine they are. Yeah. Um, and it was that a lot of the time, but I didn't realize that there was the, the police angle, which they could have got rid of, to be honest. Like after, after the initial phase of it, the initial reveal, I was like, there was no other point in which Paul Walker's character really did anything policey. He, no. he kind of checked out the rival gang, rival gang one yeah. stage and was a member of the SWAT team that took them down. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't, he never really like, he wasn't a convincing cop because he was always, from my perspective, from the audience's perspective, he was always in love with Vin Diesel. So in love with yeah, Vin Diesel. That was yes, it. he was like so on the side of Vin Diesel from day one yeah. that he was too blind to be a cop. And I don't believe a cop would actually be like that. I no. mean, I know that cops undercover do. That's a hard. Mm. That's really hard. But th- these people who who get enveloped up in crime after they've been undercover, they've been undercover for like several years. He yeah. was undercover for like <laughs> a hot three days. <laughs> and the other thing that really annoyed me was the fact that he, as a cop undercover, sleeps with Mia. Mm, I know, right? Surely that's a conflict. Yeah, like, I just, just think that's such a that. bad idea. Such a yeah. bad idea. So there's a lot of very questionable things he does as a cop, and. 
yeah, I just, I, I, I would have just got rid of it, to be honest. Mm. It's not needed. Yeah. And it, I guess they did get rid of it, because yeah. then he wasn't really a cop in the rest of them, was yeah. he? Well, no. And I'm trying to think, in number two, there's someone else who's an undercover cop. Right. Yeah. So they basically play out that same plot again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not here for the plot. No, no. Oh, God, no. Yeah. That's just it. I and don't I think, think we need yeah, to be. Judging it by that. So, where do we want to go to from here? Do we want to talk about the actors? Do we want to talk about this film in culture do we want to talk, talk about toxic masculinity <laughs> so much. let's start with toxic masculinity yeah you've studied a bit of masculinity in, yeah. in film studies yeah. um so i'm interested to hear what you have to say but for me i was like what is their damage seriously every single shot was like fighting egos to the forefront like every part of this film was about men trying to prove how manly in quotation yeah. marks they were and that was fucking irritating that's just one of the problems with this film going back to what we were talking about before one of the reasons make it less enjoyable but also one of the reasons that i think makes it more problematic is the fact that it's got an undertone of taking itself seriously right as soon as this is taken to the nth degree and you're almost on the level of parody you can have a lot more fun with it because you can go everyone's got muscles on top of muscles and they're doing stupid things and every line is i'm a man that drives a car but this one there's attempts at dialogue and attempts at Emotional, um, emotions like, and relationships yeah. and even the way that it's shot in sort of more of I guess a, a grungy sort of yeah. look kind of makes it feel a bit too real and yeah. it makes you sort of think oh this is gross yeah whereas later like that's stupid yeah that's yeah. stupid <laughs> yeah whereas here you can sort of you can see the I guess the danger in it that it sort of becomes are these characters cool yes you know? yeah totally and I could see, I can understand how as a well I, I meant I'm like I'm interested to hear how it was as a boy growing up and watching this and thinking, is this yeah. the idealised version of a man? Is this how men are meant to act? Did that filter through to you? Again, I just don't think we ever really Engaged watched any, anything except for when that car exploded yeah, and yeah, yeah. the bit where the truck, no, truck driver had a shotgun. Yes. Um, <laughs> Both great bits. Yeah. So I'm not really sure, but it is, yeah, especially looking at it through a lens now, you sort of just go, this is stupid. And it's not really saying much about it either. No. Which... I no, think, it's just presenting it. I, yeah. It, feels, it doesn't feel like it's critiquing or it doesn't feel like it's... If this movie was sort of made today, I think... Well, because it is, because it's remade every two years. <laughs> yeah. Um, those, yeah, it would be taken to that sort of extra superhero level of yeah. silliness. Or if we're going to have like an actual look at it, which I think this film... Because this film was based on an article yes, that someone read about street um, racing. Yeah, I read about that. And I think if we were going to do that, it would actually maybe engage more with what this is doing and yeah. the themes involved with that as yeah. opposed to using it as a jumping off yeah. point yeah the characters themselves and it's it's hard to see I guess Paul Walker and Vin Diesel's characters who sort of have grown with this franchise and have become something more than what they are presented as here but it's the other characters sort of yeah your Vince who's never presented as a nice guy no but, um, but he is presented as being sympathetic yeah that's it yeah you get a different sort of view of those ones because you don't have that sort of later story to go oh this is sort of them they become you know that character these ones are sort of like oh that's a bit gross yeah 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 if that made any sense yeah so that was yeah the the whole masculine vibe of this was pretty overwhelming yeah and i think it gets a bit worse before it gets better right yeah um, i, I know think, yeah. yeah and i wish like i was pleased it's it's early 2000 2001 so there's a little bit of that attempt to get some feminism in there so michelle rodriguez is the only woman who is i mean she drives she races she's mm. one of, she's the only woman who kind of does that so i think she's very much there as a token 
yeah. nod to 90s feminism. Well, that's just it, because every other shot of a woman is of women getting out of cars in short skirts yes. or women making out offering, of parties. Offering or, their boobs yeah. as a win, as a prize, as yeah. a win. There's a lot of things that I wrote down about this. Yeah. The first one was, yeah, like, there's there's two things I want to say about Mia. You're talking about the representation of women, so... Mia, as in the one that Paul Walker's character is in love with and, and wants to date. When they meet in that opening sequence, she literally makes him a sandwich, which mm. I was like... <laughs> I mean, am I, 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 didn't I ta- put two and two together. Am I taking right, that too far? Yeah, no, no, I don't no, know. No, I, yeah. I was like... Yeah. Maybe I'm reading into that too much, but I was like, she's literally making him a sandwich. That's the, the most interaction with, that we see with her. She makes him a sandwich, and then after he saves Vin Diesel's character from the cops, he comes back to the house and has a drink they have a drink together and she tells him that he needs to have a shower and get to bed i'll take you home Mm. yeah you need you need to get some sleep and have a shower and then i just wrote do they want to fuck their mothers (laughs) because seriously what do you want you want someone to make you a sandwich tell you you need to shower (laughs) and sleep and drive you home like fuck i mean i know we all like to be taken care of so maybe i'm just taking that too far but yeah give the girl some fucking like yeah hey she was personality Oh, she was studying. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. In, yeah, in an oversized man's shirt and undies. <laughs> but then also, like, as another tokenistic nod to 90s feminism, she can drive a car and, mm. like, can drive it fast. And Paul Walker's character is like, ooh, whoa, she can drive. Yep. You know, like, oh, just so... I'm Like, it's, it's, a, it's a step, I guess. But yeah. it just feels so tokenistic now. That's um, just it. And, and you... Yeah. That's what I feel like every time that things are slightly better and I'm always I'm always for things being slightly better but you also just know in the back of your head yeah we're gonna look at this in five years and yeah you know, slightly better was pretty shit still terrible yeah, yeah. but that, it has to get slightly better before it gets better better I guess that's it I just I wish that Michelle Rodrigo's character had more to say and do and be present because I think that would have been more interesting and also she's just really hot so mm, yeah just more of her would have yeah, been she, great she's more in the franchise as it, it goes along is she yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it was just eye candy. Mm. Well, it's a, it's a very visually pleasing film. You could almost turn off dialogue. And, oh, um, 100% turn off dialogue. Because the sound's good too, and I wish I had a better sound system at home because those car races are pretty yes. exciting. And uh, in the future, we're going to do Top Gun. And to an extent, I also feel like this falls into the exact same category as if you turn off dialogue. Um quite a good film it, well it's it's, exci- it's mm-hmm. exciting mm-hmm. it's you know it's everything that happens between the excitement that's mm-hmm. quite boring yeah which which gets me to talking about just how terrible the dialogue is in this this film um and i guess the acting of it <laughs> um gets me to we need to talk a little bit about the conundrum of vin diesel i love vin diesel i am Wait, also i won't hear a bad word about a huge him. fan about him but do you know like his story no. before fast and furious and no. xxx so he was like an actor's actor. He was oh. like a classically trained actor. Whoa. Burst onto the scene with a sh- short that he um, directed, wrote and starred in that was about, I think, PTSD and soldiers. And wow. um, it was picked up in Cannes and lauded upon. And then Steven Spielberg saw that and cast him in Saving Private Ryan. And yeah. he'd like, you know, he's like an actor's actor. Yeah. Then he did these two films and then that's been it. Like, yeah. you know, like, and I always just kind of feel... How are you feeling, Vin? Like, but I feel like he... I think he maybe has done more behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, this franchise is his franchise. Like, he would be... But like, he wasn't even in the, a lot of these films. No, he's in all of them except no. one. Are you sure? Yeah. But, or maybe only as a cameo. 
Yeah, so he didn't do number two because back then he was like, I'm not doing sequels, sequels yeah. aren't me. Then he was a cameo in number three and then he's done every other one. Right, okay. Since then. Yeah. Yeah, which I think he... Because he's got the smarts about him in the same way... Look, we're drawing a lot of parallels to top to um, Danger Zone... What was that movie I just talked about before? Top Gun. Top Gun. <laughs> you almost said it. <laughs> You're like, we're drawing a lot of parallels to Top... What was that movie I was, oh, was, was going to say Top Gear because I've got cars in my head. Oh, okay. Um, but like, I, much like Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise understood franchise before franchise was a thing, man. Like his ability well, look, to get his claws into... Scientology is essentially <laughs> a franchise. <laughs> into um, Mission Impossible. Yeah. And the decisions he's made about that has guaranteed him a paycheck yes. for in, infinite time. Same yeah. with Vin Diesel, I think. Apart from not doing the sequel, as soon as he realised, I think, where things were going, he very much was... Yeah. So, like, I'm not here crying for Vin Diesel saying he's done poorly, but I do, like, you know, he's an actor's actor and now he is... But there there are moments in this where he flexes his acting muscles. No, but I'm just saying, like, his career as a whole. Yeah. Does he look back on this with pride or did he want to win an Oscar? Because then there was all that talk a couple of years ago when um, uh, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk was about to come out. And you might forget about it because it had heaps of Oscar buzz. Right. And then everyone saw it and were like, P.U. <laughs> Awkward. It was like overnight. It screened right. at New York Film Festival. And then like everyone was like, and we'll close the book on that. We'll never talk about this again. But he had a supporting role in that. And people right. were like, okay, now now that he's done this and he's, you he's know, got a mansion made out of $100 bills, yeah. he can... So I, I hope there is some future for him too. But it just shocks me every time I sort of remember that... Because, I don't know, I, I think in the back of my mind I thought, like, he must have transitioned to acting from wrestling or something, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. No, he's, no, he is an actor. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Um, oh, what's that one where it was the babysitter? The pacifier. Yeah. Man, that's a good flick. Uh, there's nothing funnier than a bulky man <laughs> babysitting kids. Because, yeah. you know, masculinity and childcare don't go together. Oh, it's hilarious. It is a joke. It is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that's anyway, Vin Diesel. I love Vin Diesel. Maybe I got this confused with Triple X or whatever it's called. Yeah. Because I remember watching that film and really enjoying it. I had a lot of trouble with that for a long time until I saw this a few more times yeah. to distinguish between the two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've got Triple X too, so oh, we'll, get, cool. we'll get to that at oh, some yeah, point. Oh, yeah, more Vin Diesel. Yeah. So representations of races though. Mm. This is, I think, one of the most... Culturally diverse Culturally casts. diverse casts I've seen, especially in the two, early 2000s. I think a front runner for mm. a, a film that just had just such a diversity of roles. Yeah. It's one of the things the franchise is lauded for yeah. too still, is that it's a really culturally diverse franchise. Yeah. It, it's still definitely... Well, this one is still definitely presented from a white perspective. Yeah, playing like, very much into stereotypes. Yes. And that's, you know, that's what I was sort of getting at before when Paul Walker was very much... Oh, the Asians are doing it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Untrustworthy. They're, that's it, yeah. yeah. He yeah. could sell that line easily because he yeah. was playing into cultural biases. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it turned out he was wrong. He was wrong, but I think the audience... It was assumed that the, the audience would also think guys. that they were bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did shoot that other kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. that's true. But still, like, I was... As in terms of just different faces, different ethnicities on screen, a win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, yeah, I think that's something that the franchise has done well in into the future, but also it hasn't... It's not doing it for the sake of doing it. I, yeah. think, I think it's really, like, organically yeah. grown a um, yeah. really culturally devoid, uh, diverse. diverse 
cast, but also crew. Behind the scenes yeah, as well. Yeah, it's really... Um, yeah. So I think all of the... Besides this first one, all of the directors have been people of colour. Mm. So that's... It's just interesting. Like how... Like it's such a... <laughs> it's just such a funny, trashy film that has just done this one thing that has... Really well. Yeah. And I think as much as, you know, it is important to uh, push for diversity too, I think there's different ways you push for diversity and this is one way of doing it, this really organic growth process yeah. in, yeah, bringing it in, yeah. bringing it in that way. And I think it, yeah, yeah more speaks to success. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great, but, but still very much, yeah, like we said already, like definitely the white perspective. So it would be mm-hmm. good to have, it's like they, it's like they're like, they have, they feel like they have to introduce the audience into cultural diversity from, it's like they assume the audience is all white. Yeah. I guess they do. Very much so. Because they're like, yeah. hey, we identify. I'm white. You're white. Let me take you into this world of non-white people. Yeah. That's weird. So. That's a bit weird. Well, it's the same with everything in this. Because exactly what we were talking about with female representation in this, it's the everyone in the audience is going to be shocked that a woman can drive. Exactly. You know, because... Yes. Yeah. And that Michelle white male Rod- perspective. Is, Michelle yeah. Rodrigo's character, you can be shocked that she knows how to like work under the hood of a car. Yeah. Like, yeah. They play that very much as a here's a twist beat. Exactly. Um, yes. Which so just much so. speaks to the gaze of the filmmakers. Yes. Completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. So I literally did spend the, one of the reasons that I got so distracted is that I spent the last half of the movie just googling images. I was like literally searching Vin Diesel white tank top, and then screenshotting that and sending it to Laura. And then I, then I would Google Michelle Rodriguez white tank top, screenshot that, send it to Laura. I'd be like, they're so hot. It's full of good looking people. They're both so attractive. Mm. More of them on screen, yeah. please. And I think, yeah, you're right. There's a peak Vin Diesel hotness yes. that this film, I think, gets close to. Because when he got, later on, when he's got a bit older and the whole film's become a cartoon, yes, he's obviously spending a lot more time in the gym and bulking up to an extent where you're like, it's a bit too, too much. Too much, yeah. yeah. Like, this is, like, nice. Yeah, yeah. he's a nice, strong man. <laughs> nice, strong man. <laughs> Sweep me off my feet. Yeah. Triple X, he's very good looking in Triple X, mm. too. Nice body. Oh, we've got to promote that one soon. we got to get we got to get into that one. Can't wait. I've got the director's cut. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the term thirsty? Like, like, if I said... You really want to get some yeah 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 because i said to, i said to laura like oh, i'm just sending all these thirsty pictures and she didn't get it mm. but that's the thing the kids say right like, oh, really, oh, i'm thirsty as fuck it really came into my life um <laughs> in can you remember the short-lived reality tv show utopia from the states no it was basically they got people from all walks of life and they had to start a civilization oh that sounds awful um it was pretty hilarious <laughs> Is it, it based but, on Utopia by Thomas More? It could be. Which also hey, we're not, <laughs> links back to... We're not opening up that can of worms. Ever after, no? But yeah, it got cancelled after half a season. Half a season? Yeah. They didn't even last a season. No, that's it. But um, <gasps> we really got into it as a share house for some weird reason. You do those things when yeah. you're in a share house. Um, but yeah, just all the time, people on that were talking about how thirsty how they thirsty. were. How <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> Laura literally said to me, and I was like... Oh yeah, oh, I was watching that movie. I was thirsty as fuck, and she was like, "What did you have for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> did you need something salty?" It <laughs> was really funny. Anyway, great. Well, <laughs> I think we should talk about this a bit as a DVD. 
we are DVD clutter after all, which, which incorporates special features, but it also incorporates... Tricked out edition. Tricked out edition. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this one's place in the history of DVDs. Can you remember, think back to the transition between VHS and DVD. Mm. There used to be like an ad for DVD. Mm. That, there, was, there was actually multiples of them, but there was one that seemed to pop up all the time. On was, your VHSs? Yeah, okay. it was very much like, make the transition oh. to a whole new world of okay. technology. Yeah. Better visuals, better sound to make you, you know. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the scene in this film where they shoot up the car and then it explodes. That was one that of them. That was one of them. Oh. And it, it maybe even more than one ad, but I felt like I, that just popped up all the time. Yeah. Being like, DVDs will show you things better, bigger, and then... That so um, I mean that is it's an awesome shot. Yeah, it's a scene that would be typically you would want to see yeah. great visuals and great sound and cinematic experience. So yeah. But anyway, being into DVDs as much as I was, I loved it whenever I could find out which films each of those scenes came from. It like used to be like, really yeah, and like I remember you felt like you were like um, what part of a secret gang or like part of a secret crew who and knew. Yeah, part of the dweeby things that I did was when that ad would play, I'd be like. Uh, Fast and the Furious. Uh, <laughs> Your friend's like, fuck off, Paul. Yeah, I don't think any of them said it out loud, but looking back on it, like, what, how annoying would that be? So annoying. Yeah. So how exciting for this to be one of those films. It's also got an ad for the DVD user group on the back. What's a DVD user group? Uh, different studios had different ones that you signed up for. I don't think I signed up for this one, but basically you could just go on there and log which DVDs you owned and could like comment on them and stuff. Oh, so like a forum. Yeah. Think of like, you know, Letterbox these days. What's that? It's like a social media thing for film where you can just put in lists of films you've watched and talk to people. Oh, it's like, um, it's like Goodreads, but for movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But the best one, Warner Brothers had one and you could get points for the DVDs you owned. What do you do with the points? You could, um, save up to buy like merchandise based on films. And I remember getting a lot of points, but then never, never knowing, like, because I was always like, what if something better comes out? And it was always Did just... Did you ever buy anything? No. Oh, no. All those <laughs> points. It was always just like, you know, uh, a notepad with like a picture of a recently released film on the front or, or a pen or like, yeah. it was just marketing material. Yeah. Still. It was really lame. But yeah, the DVD itself is tricked out. So it's got awesome special features with an interactive menu. Some of which I sampled. <laughs> I'm sorry. The awesome special features with an interactive menu. Is that your words or is that <laughs> no, from the DVD? So okay. um, I watched, yeah, the um, little uh, short film that we talked about yes. already. Yeah. Uh, I also watched the original trailer yes. in the movie, which was great. We're starting to get into the era of films where trailers were good. I yep. think a little bit before this, basically in nineties and before that, trailers used to be so awful. Yeah. This was a good trailer, and I watched the trailer for Fast Too Fast Too Furious. Ooh. And I also watched behind the scenes of Too Fast Too Furious because I thought I was going to watch behind the scenes of this film, but. I accidentally clicked on the Too Fast, Too Furious behind the oh, scenes. No. <laughs> so you didn't get to watch the ones behind the No. Oh, bugger. But the interesting thing about that was just talking to Paul Walker and seeing how really into cars he yep. is. Like, he oh, really, really loved cars. Um, and, yeah, tragically, oh, I didn't know yeah. But, um, yeah, it was really awesome to see him being so passionate about, yeah. like, he's like, we've got this set up and this engine hookup wow. and this movie, and, like, it's so cool to be able to, like, even touch one of those. Whoa, and, like, really? no, yeah. And he was like... Oh man! Like I this... think they, from what I was reading from behind the scenes, they got a lot of real street racers involved in this film. Mm. Like just as you need to went I mean. and like talked to them and um, got them to come and be extras in that big street racing scene that we get at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, because you have they have all those amazing cars and 
it's it's just part of a subculture that I have no understanding of, That's but it. would be fascinated to see. I, I saw there's a queer eye for the. It's not called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy anymore, it's is it? Queer Eye. Queer eye. Yeah. There's a Queer Eye from a couple of seasons ago where they um, work with a woman who, a Latina woman who is involved in the car street. I don't think it's street racing as such, but like, what is that? I don't know. God, we're white. Yeah. <laughs> Something to do with tricked out cars. Yeah. But anyway, that was just so cool to see, seeing from her perspective how much a part of her culture that was mm. it was just really cool seeing the passion that she had for this particular for part cars. of for, yeah. the, for the cars and that culture of car ownership and showing off with cars and i don't really know i don't have the language to describe it but it was cool and it was cool to see to get a little insight from queer eye about that yeah and i would love to know more about that kind of culture and i think if if we did we'd probably appreciate this film a lot more maybe than we yeah did. or we might be more critical critical it is true i don't know they could have done things that were just like no yeah. Yeah. Hollywood has a way of doing that. The other special features that I looked through was it had trailers for other films. Oh, yeah. Um, including American Wedding, which oh. was the second sequel to American Pie. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Which reminded me those films exist. Yeah. Do you have them? No, I don't. Oh. And I'm glad because I don't think they're... Sigh of relief. <laughs> That's, I think that would be a painful rewatch. Oh, my God. The, so you bad. know, the teen comedies remade for a new generation and it's made for that generation. We'll leave it alone. I think. Yes. We just go. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> That's done. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, which I always love doing on these sort of older DVDs, is it had the cast and crew bios. Yep. Yep. And like this, the click-through ones? Yeah. yeah. This one was great because like, it had you know, Vin Diesel, Paul Walker, Michelle Rodriguez, but then it just kept going, kept going, to all the way till it went through to like even like the cops who were dealing with Paul Walker and had their bios too. Whoa, <laughs> that is dedicated. Like, They're on screen for like 30 seconds. Yeah. I was like, good on you, tricked out edition. <laughs> yeah, you've gone that extra mile. But yeah, they're, they're the ones that I watched. I didn't get a chance to listen to any of the audio commentary, but it's there. Who does the audio commentary, does it say? Uh, just with the director. Right. Um, I always like the actors Yeah, me too. Yeah. There's also, you could... If I wanted to sit through it again, you can watch it and you can press a button that will change the angle on the car races. Oh, that's cool. Um, which is a cool feature to have, yeah. especially if you're really into that car racing aspect. Yeah. But I wasn't going to watch it again just no. to see the cars go no. in a different Fair enough. angle. What else do we need to talk about? Um, I had a couple of things just to that yeah. I noted down. Oh, just the, the technology, the change in technology from 2001. And we're going to watch... I don't know if this will be the same though because The Matrix is so sci-fi, I guess. But is it sci-fi? Would you call it sci-fi? I'd call it, yeah, science fiction for sure. Yeah. It involves science. It involves fiction. It does. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just thinking about this era of like the early 2000s and technology and just seeing see, – because they have – so the, the young guy who's the really smart dorky guy we've mentioned a couple of times, but they call him the wizard and he's yeah. like – He's actually played by... He's a bit, a bit of a character actor, this guy. Yeah. Um, played by Chad Lindbergh, who you will recognise him. He's been in heaps of film and TV shows where he always plays the stoner, mm. essentially. Like some yeah. form of nerdy stoner, nerdy smart stoner. That's all I remember him as being. Is, would you agree? Yeah. His face is so recognisable. Yeah, that's it, yeah. So he is meant to be like... He's extremely smart, yeah. but he's got ADHD, so yeah. he flunked out of uni, of school, yeah. but is incredibly like into computers, has a lot of, looks like he has a lot of emotional issues, whatever, mm. and Vin Diesel's character is kind of mentoring him or looking after him, a bit like yeah. a father figure, 
which is nice and that's you know just shows the soft side of Vin Diesel's character obviously but he goes to show Paul Walker like what he's planning to do with his car and he inserts a floppy disk into this like tiny old machine of a computer and it's like like you know loading and everything and then there's this three-dimensional car on screen and Paul Walker's character's like whoa, you should be at MIT, man. Like all these like so amazed and it just looks so old. It is just dated so, so, so badly. It's so hard putting technology into movies because you're just going to date it so quickly. Yeah, It's the first time I've seen a floppy disk for like 15 years. (laughs) Um, So on top of it, so that was the floppy disk and then there was the just watching what they were stealing from these trucks. Like... No flat screen in sight. It's no. all chunky. Chunky stuff. Chunky yep. stuff. DVD players, whatever. Mm. That was just funny. It just... Oh, and then, and then... And then Dom says to Paul Walker that he found out that Paul Walker's character... So Vin Diesel tells Paul Walker's character that he knew that he'd been in jail for two years. He hadn't really, but I guess that had been planted there as, yep. to try and get gain trust. And then Paul Walker's character is like, oh, how'd you know that? And he's like, you can find out anything on the web. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, the web. What is this intriguing new thing (laughs) you talk about? What is the web? Um, So that just made me laugh a lot. The other thing that made me laugh was when Vin Diesel called motorbikes crotch rockets. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, they kind of are crotch rockets. (laughs) That's good. That made me laugh a lot. Um, yeah, there was a lot more motorbikes in this than I seem remember. to remember too. Because yeah. you wouldn't remember, but Talk was a movie that came out a bit after Fast and Furious, which was supposed to be like Fast and Furious for motorbikes. Right. Um, Wasn't successful. No, I actually didn't mind it, I remember. But when, you know, I was 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do remember it had the same clunky issues with product placement. There's a whole fight that takes place inside in front of a um, Mountain Dew billboard. Oh, you know? God. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of moments about with product placement in this because they had um, Red Bull cans, but the Red Bull cans were turned around so you couldn't see the yeah. Red Bull logo. I found that weird. Yeah, I think that one probably wasn't product placement. Corona definitely was. Well, Corona was very obvious. Yeah, Panasonic with all the yes, DVD players. And there was, oh, I feel like there was one more or something. Yeah, there was another one. Very much branded um, in it. But yeah, because of that, they probably had to turn around anything that wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Dodgy deal. I remember watching Strictly Ballroom and like watching the commentary behind Strictly Ballroom Mm. and um, how Baz Luhrmann just fought so hard to get the Coca-Cola sign in the dance sequence. And that was very much... He wanted the aesthetic of having that Mm. that sign there that wasn't for... But he... And he literally had to fight to get it. Because yeah. they were like, why on earth would we... Mm. This is some small Australian film, whatever. Um, and he really had to fight to get the rights to use the branding. So it's so it's so interesting the way different directors and different movies approach but brands. One of my favourite things about Donnie Darko is... He'll, um, what's his face? Who directed that? I can't remember it right now. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he... Um, there's a scene in that where someone puts down some keys and you can see the blockbuster card, huge. Oh. And he always got crap for it. And then his response was, this film would not exist unless that shot was in there. Wow. Like, yeah, that's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> we were counting beans, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. such a good response. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, product placement. We don't do it on this show. But if you'd but love your, your product... <laughs> but speaking of products... 
It's come to the time where I look at this product. I'm holding the DVD for you those are. listening at home. What's going to happen to it? It's can I going, guess? Oh, yeah, you can guess. Op shop. Yeah, it's going to be shop. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's any harm in this one going back no, out into the I world. So. I am... Oh, I'm not going to say... I'm, not going to say never watch it again because I might, but yeah. I'm not going to drag out a DVD of it. I'm no, find I don't it think it's on. Streamer. I don't think it's on Stan or Netflix. I looked. Oh wow! Yeah, um, I'll find it somewhere. Yeah, we got two new streamers coming out this month: mm. Disney mm-hmm. and Apple. Uh, Apple's doing one. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm, Reese Witherspoon's got a show. Oh, she's great. I love her. I know. Ugh. But maybe I don't love Fast and Furious, so Not it's, going, it's going to the op shop. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but I think that's fine. If you see it in the yeah. op shop for a couple of bucks, get it, give it a watch. Yeah, that's it. Or should you? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. If, if you're in, yeah. into yeah. it. Yeah. Or if you're planning to buy a heap of Age of Empires and you want something in the background. Yeah. <laughs> this is your film. Is Age of Empires still around? The kids play that anymore? Yeah, Age of Mythology, which is the one I played a lot more, only a couple of years ago had a um, expansion pack release because oh, people wow. are still into it. Yeah. Um, My brother used to play that a lot. I think I was uh, too old. I've got a Star Wars version of Age of... Uh, Star Wars Battleground? Oh. No. I can't remember. Bat- There's one of them called Battleground, one of them called Battlefield. But anyway, one of them's like the... It's like Star Wars Age of... And I still play that sometimes. Mm, cool. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Facts about my life. We are now a <laughs> podcast about old computer games. That's it. Speaking of facts, here are some facts about this podcast. You oh, can follow okay. us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at DVD Clutter. That's spelt D-V-D-E-C-L-U-T-T-E-R. You can email us at DVDclutter at gmail.com. And you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. Reviewing us on um, Apple on iTunes really helps. That helps us become more visible. So we'd really appreciate even the star review. Written reviews help even more. So that would be awesome. You can review us on Facebook as well. Let us know what you think of the show. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, thanks again for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Helps us keep going every week because um, we love it. But it's nice to know that other people love it as well. That's it, exactly. And thank you for those people who do listen and who have put in the reviews. Yeah, and just told us as well. That's yeah. great to hear. So next week we are going to do The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And we'll so see. Get those back stretches in. Yeah. Shall we so do The Matrix? Mimic along. Yeah, why not? Yeah, all right. Looking forward to seeing that again, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. Well, I think that's it from us. Is there anything else we need to talk about? To be continued. Uh, (laughs) I don't think it works in an oral medium. Yeah, that was the number two. Yeah, exactly. You need to explain your joke. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Change in intonation there. See if people pick up on it.